Welcome to the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast, the voice of Michigan's hunting archer. Now here's your host, Bill Hoffman. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Hoffman, and this week we're talking turkey hunting. Not just any turkey hunting. We've got a couple interviews right here in the MBH studios with some youth turkey hunters who have found success in the past years. I thought it'd be pretty cool to uh, get the opinion and hear the stories from the next generation of turkey hunters because really when it comes down to one of the main tenets and passions of all of us as bow hunters, the fact that we pass it on, the history and the learning and the tradition of becoming a hunting archer is so important. And I'm very happy to say with these two youngsters, that's what's happened. They are both pretty darn good turkey hunters. And uh, spoiler alert, they're successful or have been successful in the past hunting turkeys. So it was really neat to sit down with them and get their uh, stories and share their stories about their successful turkey hunts and what it means to be a child. Let's call it what it is. What it means to be a child who puts food on the table for their family. And it's really neat to hear their uh, their insights and what they found important and what they thought was cool now uh spoiler alert again these are my kids right <laughs> so my kids are both uh they're now 13 and 11 but at the time when these hunts took place uh they were both right around that 10 or 11 year old range because that's when they both started turkey hunting and i wanted to get the stories of their first turkeys and that's what we did. So I really enjoyed sitting down with my own kids and talking turkey, talking turkey with my kids. So that was pretty neat. So I think you guys will really enjoy that segment when it comes up. Don't forget, we do have an audio drama for this week. Uh, I don't know what to call this session, the audio drama, the loose fletchings. But this time, because it's also spring and not everyone is out turkey hunting. Some people really enjoy chasing carp with their bow and arrow during the spawn. And that's what's happening now as we roll into April and May. Bow fishing is just picking up. In fact, a friend of mine, BB Outdoors, it's B-E-B-E Outdoors, he does a lot for bow fishing in the state of Michigan. He's already out scouting for tournaments and planning tournaments, and they do all kinds. I mean, the amount of fish these guys shoot in these tournaments is just incredible, and it's such a good way to help the resource with these invasive species. So if you're into turkey hunting, you're going to love this episode. If you're into um, bow fishing, you're going to love this episode because we talk a little bit of bow fishing as well. And um, really... Uh, Really, I just can't tell you how special it was, guys, to have my own kids in this episode, to sit down and hear their stories. And I, I, I know at this point I'm rambling on, right? But I just want to tell you that um, get kids outdoors. Get them involved in what's going on. It's so dang important that we truly do pass on this love that we have for the sport of archery. And when I can talk about the sport of archery, uh, we got to talk about our fellow members here at the Michigan Bow Hunters Association. I'm very proud to say that this podcast has had a tremendous impact on our membership numbers. And I want to thank you guys for joining in supporting the Michigan Bowhunters Association. And if you're not a member yet, you definitely can join at michiganbowhunters.com. I'd like to thank our newest members, Dave Kebler, Jessica Miller, Brian Scully, Michael Gafka, Dr. Rodney, Rodney Douse, John Puzjic, Lee Chandler, Russell Dubuk, Kenneth Smart, Scott Chapman, Nick Jenkins, Chris Bruce, Robert Tanner, Stephen Saylor, Ashley James, Travis Hill, Ryan Cohen-Loss, Dr. John Corey, 
Dustin Wilcox, Mark Hazlitt, Jim McGinnis, Josh Royster, and Nico Tanti. Thank you to these awesome men and women who have joined the Michigan Bowhunters Association as new members. We appreciate you supporting us, and we look forward to representing you, Michigan's hunting archer. So right now, I'm going to send you off with a story called Finding Love in a Pile of Carp Slime. Here at the Michigan Bowhunters Association, we have quite a few businesses and organizations that have stepped up and helped us out over the years. The first I'd like to tell you about is the Lost Nation Archery, where traditional archery means personal service. Lost Nation Archery can be reached at 1-888-800-7880. Again, that's 1-888-800-7880. Thank you, Lost Nation Archery, for always supporting the Michigan Bowhunters Association. Finding Love in a Pile of Carp Slime The hum of the ultra-quiet generator was the only sound as my brother-in-law and I skimmed along the surface of Lake Fenton. Bows in hand, we navigated the early spring channels and searched for the elusive blueback dolphin carp. Of course, I realize most of you at this point have figured me to be a fool in regard to there being no such subspecies of fish. However, one only says that if they have never been on this lake at this time of the year. It is strange the first time you see the bottom-feeding monsters of spring. They truly are impressive. Weighing between 15 and 50 pounds, the carp in this particular lake often have a bluish-green tint to their back. Their early-season behavior is not unlike the porpoising action of a dolphin, hence the nickname, the blueback dolphin carp. While the night had been slower than we hoped for, it was still considered a success. For some reason, I had made contact with almost every fish I drew back on. This feat was a rarity for me. Bow fishing looks easy, and admittedly, sometimes it is. However, more times than not, our prey escapes with nothing more than an arrow darting over their dorsal fins. This particular trip was special to me, as it was the maiden voyage for my now wife, but then girlfriend. A funny thing happens when someone views the illuminated water at night for the first time. The sense of looking upon nature's aquarium is a special one, something veteran carp slayers often take for granted. Not her, though. I enjoyed listening to her excitement at seeing scores of bait fish, bass, pike, and turtles as we cruised on by. You're really good at this, babe, she said as I drove an arrow into the soft sand, pinning down a nice bowfin. To this day, I still remember my sense of pride swell upon hearing her say those words. As 3 a.m. rolled along, the fishing had slowed down even further. We turned my boat around and headed back towards the public launch. Fishing along the way, we were able to pick up a few shots here and there, but nothing major. Just as I was getting ready to set my gear down, pull up the trolling motor, and start the main motor, I saw it. Big and blue. The darn thing had its own wake. The blueback we had been in search of all night. The blueback that, up until this very moment, my wife did not believe existed. The Loch Ness Monster of Lake Fenton was now a mere 20 yards off the bow of my boat, just at the edge of where the rays of light penetrated the water and darkness began. With a weak battery, I cranked the trolling throttle down and we made up some distance on the dolphin. Then, as big fish tend to do, it vanished. It amazed us both. Something that size could dive in four feet of water and disappear. Turning the motor off, we stayed silent on the hunt and the strategy paid off. 
The fish came up in a puff of sand out of the weed bed, and my arrow found its mark just behind the gill plate. I struggled fighting the fish as he thrashed with power. I worried the arrow would pull free and I would lose him. I wasn't relieved until I had him in the boat. Are you ready for the moment of true love? After I loosened the arrow tip, I flung the beast towards the large fish bucket where it hit the rim, slid across, and went airborne. You know those moments that happen in slow motion? Well, this was one of them. The 30-pound fish hit my wife's chest, knocking her to her butt on a boat floor that resembled that of a butcher. Cold, wet, covered in the contents of the night's successful hunt, my wife just looked at me. I knew it was time to go home, but I also knew at that moment I had found love in a pile of carp slime. This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by the Great Northern Bowhunting Company. They design and build every bow with you in mind. And with respect for a long and noble hunter-gatherer lineage we are all connected to. They build hunting bows, and their bows are designed to make you the very best bow hunter you can be. For more information on the Great Northern Bow Hunting Company, check out their website, gnbco.com. That's the Great Northern Bow Company, gnbco.com. Hello and welcome back to a brand new segment here on the Michigan Bow Hunters Podcast. I have a guest in the studio with me today, Miss Summer. Summer is currently a 13-year-old hunter, and I thought it would be neat to get the youth perspective on hunting as well as we are two days into turkey season as uh, you're listening to this, and we're recording it before turkey season actually starts but so who knows if summer's got a bird or if i've got a bird or if her brother hunter's got a bird now if you've heard the name summer and hunter it shouldn't be any surprise that these are my kids so summer hoffman how you doing today good how are you good were you excited when you got to be a guest on the michigan bow hunters podcast yeah i was very excited (laughs) (laughs) i can't tell if you're lying or not which isn't good (laughs) as your dad no i know you like this type of stuff so um I wanted to bring you in as to get the perspective of a youth hunter, not only a youth hunter, but a girl, right? Because I'm pretty darn sure you're the only girl in your grade that's killed a turkey. Most likely. <laughs> and if maybe, maybe there's another one that we don't know about or something, but I'm really, really sure you're the only one to do it with a bow. <laughs> I don't know too many kids at all. There's a lot of adults that haven't shot a turkey with a bow, right? So I think it's something special that you were able to do. And you're 13 now. How old were you when you shot your first turkey? I believe I was 11. You were. You were 11, yeah. And it was just um, after... No, you were 10. It was just before your 11th birthday. Yeah, I think you are Now it's making me... Okay, you're 13. You last year it was a year before yeah you were 11, 11. <laughs> yeah trying to, th- trying to think of when you when you shot that one um so it was really cool so it was a bow hunt and Correct. but before we go on to your uh, hunt when you were 11 let's talk about the hunt when you were 10 so when i was 10 we went on a turkey hunt and i missed it by just a little tiny bit and i was not happy about it but i knew that i would get it eventually (laughs) (laughs) so that first hunt it's kind of remarkable that both hunts kind of are like if they were a book they'd be the same script they just had a little bit of a different ending right because we were in the exact same spot Mm mm-hmm in the exact same blind, it was a different turkey because I believe the one that you missed, I believe Justin killed it. Okay. Justin Barber, yep. a friend of ours. Um, I don't know that that's the same turkey that you missed. I think that's the one he killed. Anyway, 
I get back to the point of the story. So same area, same blind, uh, you know, run us through kind of, we got there before the sun was up. You helped me set up the blind. What kind of, did we have decoys out that morning? Yes, we did. I think we had one female and one male, I believe. Yeah, so we had a a, a full strut Tom, mm-hmm. and then he was with one hen, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, all right, so there we are. We're sitting in the dark. We're sitting in the blind. Tell me some of the things that you remember. I know, I know this was two years <laughs> ago that we're talking about this, but it was your first one, so it's special. Yeah. So let's talk about the let's talk about the hunt where you actually got the bird, right? Um, tell me about it. I mean, it was a while ago, but we got up, got all set up. Always have to be super quiet. <laughs> yeah, especially in that this particular piece of property because mm-hmm. where we park is not too far from where they were roosting. Yeah. And the benefit of being my daughter is I had already roosted the birds. <laughs> you know, So I was there the night before, so I listened to the fly up, and I kind of knew the general area where the birds were. Now, I didn't know if it was, there was any toms. But I knew there was turkeys in that general area, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say it was just before sunup where we heard... The first gobble, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think the sun was all the way up. And they were they were gobbling. So, um, and what's, what's cool about this is um, we... You did a lot of the calling. Yeah. We used the... It was uh, the push-button box. The push-button box, yeah. Yeah, so you, you guys can... Uh, you guys can be all those uh, competition mouth callers with all the, <laughs> the gadgets and the gizmos and then the slate calls and the copper calls and the, all this other stuff and the glass and the plastic and the, the wing bone calls. And here we are killing birds with this, this little box that has a button on it and you hit it. It it's just makes it so easy, right? Uh-huh. But that's that's important is you called in this bird. So you're calling to him. And of course, I was telling you too much, not too much, you know, and uh do you remember hearing them fly down? I don't remember them hearing fly hearing them fly down, but I do remember them hitting the ground. I don't remember them actually flying down, but hitting the ground, I definitely remember hearing. Yeah, you hear them hit, hit the ground yeah. like that. And then I always say it kind of sounds like someone took off their hat and then just whipped their hat around in the air, and <laughs> yeah. then you hear the leaves hit. And I tell you what, if you remember this the way I do, he wasn't on the ground very long before he was right in front of us. No, he definitely moved quick down that hill into in front of us yeah because there's like a we were so to set it up there's kind of like a swear between a swamp and like a christmas tree farm and where christmas trees are planted in a row and uh in a ground blind and um he came out and there was like that that grass it was almost like a like a runway yeah like an opening like and he just he just walked that runway do you remember, was he full strut? Was he just running? Did he fly? He was definitely full strut because he saw the hen and then the other, the decoys. The decoy hen and the decoy tom, that was full strut. So he was definitely a little jealous there. And what was he doing as he came in? He was he was going crazy. He was gobbling it up and <laughs> he was yelling and... Yelling and screaming and yeah. drumming. And they make that weird drum noise that... That weird noise and he was doing that and basically he was trying to show his dominance. Mm-hmm. Right. So so far on your two turkey hunts that we've talked about this uh the year before, your ten year old year and your eleven year old year, we'll say, everything was the same. Pretty much. I had roosted the birds, they had flown down, he had come in. When it comes to turkey hunting, kiddo, that's about as good as it gets. <laughs> Like you didn't have to work too hard, yeah. You know, but that's what we want. We want you know dumb turkeys that want to come and get shot. That's that's <laughs> what makes it fun, right? But um, so everything happened pretty much the same, and he he came into the decoys. Now here's a little tip for you guys. When I set the decoys for a bow hunt, I set them at about four yards from the blind, which people are gonna say it's so close, but the turkeys don't care. The turkeys do not care about the blind. That way, if they get hung up then you know they get hung up at 20 yards or 15 yards from the um from the blind that's kind of like where they're comfortable however because you want them close for bow hunting right yeah however because the way this land was situated and because you having a 10 yard pin 
and we'll get more into your bow setup here in just a minute. But based on the fact that you had practiced a 10-yard shot and we wanted to limit you to a 10-yard shot, I had the decoys placed at 10 yards. So the idea was that you would shoot when the turkey was between us and the blind. Remember all this? Yeah. Well, what that that worked great the first year. Mm-hmm. It did. And you missed. <laughs> and it's okay. You missed. You just barely missed. Yeah. Barely, right? And he kind of was like, ooh, I don't like this. And he buggered off and we didn't get another shot at him. However, this second time around, he didn't come in between the decoys. No. He was behind the decoys by about two or three yards, which put him probably about 13 yards, which was right on the edge because you have a 10-yard pin and on your bow, you have a 15-yard pin, right? Your yeah. green pin and your red pin. Mm-hmm. So I, you were like, what? You, it, I remember this vividly. I also remember this because I've watched the video a lot. <laughs> we got it on video. And so what happened was you uh you pulled back and i remember you saying to me which pin which pin <laughs> do you remember that yeah i do now you probably yeah. you hadn't really thought about till now so this bird's at full strut he's right behind the decoys you're like which pin which pin and quite honestly i was like oh crap i don't really know <laughs> so i told you i told you to use your green pin which is your 10 yard yeah and i said hold a little high and you did and you shot him. Now, do you, you've grown since then. Obviously, you actually yeah. have a new bow, yes. <laughs> you know, since then. Um, do you remember how many pounds your bow was set for? When I shot that turkey, my bow pulled 27 pounds, I believe. Okay, so 27 pounds. So not a lot yeah. <laughs> in, in the world of hunting. But uh, we had what broadhead at that point? Um, VPA 175 grain two blade, I think. Yes, yeah, so we did have the tube lane. It was a v- I wasn't sure if you shot the VPA or if we were shooting the Exodus yet, but it was the VPA. So two blade cut on contact, 175 grain, super heavy head. Yeah. That's super heavy head uh-huh. for your size of your arrow. But again, you're shooting 27 pounds. That arrow's not moving that quick. Yeah. Which was the kind of the cool part of the video is you could actually see the arrow hit the turkey, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and you hit him. Now, you did hit that turkey a little low. Yes. Um, because, again, I told you to use your... I probably told you to use the wrong pin, but you, you hit him. It didn't matter. Yeah. And um, you gut shot him. You went right through his guts. And the cool thing is, dead right there. The turkey did not fly away. Turkey did not run. It was dead with pretty quick. And do you remember what I said? <laughs> I know it's on the video. <laughs> it's like, I'm, like I'm so excited. Yeah. And I tried, I think I told you, it's okay if you will get excited and you want to swear. Do you want to swear? <laughs> and you were like, no. But um, yeah, and you got your first turkey. Yeah, it was fun. It was super fun. I mean, what do you like the most about turkey hunting? Mm, it's a difficult decision. I love like hearing all the sounds. Yeah. And being covered in face paint is always fun too. You like the face paint more. You like <laughs> yeah. you like face paint more than like wearing a headnet. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that's good. I didn't realize that. It's something to keep in mind. <laughs> um, so, for those of you that are listening right now, the the school bus is pulling up. So, our other uh, household <laughs> turkey hunter is going to be coming in here in just a second, uh, coming home from school today, and we'll have him on here talking about his turkey hunt next. So. To kind of wrap up your hunt, is there anything that uh, I didn't mention that you want to mention? Um, I had a nine and three quarters. That's right. We need to talk about how good of a turkey it was because <laughs> it was a really good turkey. How big was the beard? It was nine and three quarters. So almost a 10 inch beard. Yeah. That's a big, that's a good turkey. Yeah. A really good. It tasted pretty good too. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> I like. It. See, I love that you think about stuff like that. That that means that means I've done my job as a dad, right? And then, uh, how big were the spurs? One inch spurs. One inch spurs, and we got the fan mount. We didn't do a full body mount. We just did like yeah. a fan mount with a one inch spurs. So, yeah. Um, so you talked about you know face paint is, is yeah. the fun part in in hearing them, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I love about turkey hunting too. It's a, it's the calling and yeah. the, the gobbling, and you know you've been on some deer hunts too. Mm-hmm. 
and you were with me when we shot a deer um, yeah. in, in the blind. So if you had your choice, I'm not going to tell you my answer. If you had your choice, <laughs> would you cons- would you uh, rather go deer hunting or turkey hunting? Hmm. Now, to be fair, when you went deer hunting, it was with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, which that's okay. But what, do you prefer one or the other? Do you not care? Or is your answer like fishing? <laughs> <laughs> it's not fishing. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I could pick. They're both really fun and super enjoyable. I don't think I could pick. Okay. Well, that's cool. My favorite, turkey hunting. <laughs> you don't have to worry about how you smell. You don't really have to get up as early. You don't got to be quiet until it really, really matters. And I like that interaction of the calling and them answering. Yeah. You know, um, we've gotten out of the blind and gone and walked like on the back side of the property and like yeah. kind of sat with our backs up against the tree before. That was fun too, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. It's nice to get out of the blind a little bit too, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I, I love I love stuff like that. And so here in Michigan, how it works is you get the like two years as an apprentice hunter and then you got to take um, hunter safety, which are you excited to take hunter safety this year? Yeah, I'm excited to get back out there and shoot some more animals. So guess what you have to do this year? What? Hunter safety, boater safety. Oh, gosh. And your snowmobile course. Oh. So you, you got, <laughs> you've got three big classes to take this year, kid. Yeah. But the... Um, the boaters and the snowmobile course are online. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so you can take those online. The hunter safety, there is an online edition, but we happen to live like right next door to, uh, you know, the sportsman's club where, <laughs> yeah. they, where they teach it. So I think we'll do it in person. But all right. Well, you mentioned it tasted pretty good. What's your What's your favorite way to eat wild turkey? Hmm. Probably turkey burgers. Turkey burgers, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people like like to uh, like make like turkey nuggets and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we had that one time too. That was good. I don't think I figured out the right recipe for it yet, though. Yeah. I, I think... I think the breading needs to be different. Yeah, that or getting an actual deep fryer because I've just pan fried it. Yeah. So like if you did it in an actual deep fryer, like you would fry up fish or something like that. Right. I, I think, but... Generally, yeah, turkey burger. Nothing wrong with grinding <laughs> it up, having some burgers. And that's what I like to say is like my, at the time, 11-year-old put dinner on the table. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You <laughs> fed your family. Yeah. By being a good archer. All right. So, again, this is the Michigan Bow Hunters Podcast. So, let's talk about shooting bows real quick. What do you like about that? It's a good workout. Um I always like when I get a good shot. <laughs> um, it's just fun. I mean, I enjoy it a lot. Fred Bearer said, there's nothing that clears the troubled mind like the shooting of a bow. It's so true. It's uh, So archery is a martial art. Oh, really? Well, yeah, sure. It's a, it's a way of war or was, right? Yeah. Um, just like martial arts was. Um, so for me, it kind of... See if you agree. It's okay if you don't. It sets me in the same mind frame as like yoga. Yoga? Yeah. It's relaxing. You have to concentrate on your moves. You have to build the tension. You have to hold poses. You have to release. I thought you said Yoda. Yoda? Like Like Star Wars? I was like, oh. (laughs) Mm, Archery shirt you must. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. That was a pretty good Yoda. (laughs) That was... was (laughs) That was pretty good. <laughs> so no yoga. Yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when your mom often, you know, is big into yoga. Yeah. And she's also a good archer. But sometimes, you know, what, what do they say at the end of every yoga class? Namaste. Yeah. So when your mom says, "Are you going to yoga?" I say, "Namaste in my butt at home." <laughs> 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 There's a little dad joke for y'all. <laughs> All right. Well, Summer, thank you for um, being the first in-person guest to step into the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast studio. You're the first one. It's my honor. Oh, that's awesome. My pleasure. And we're going to get you uh, out hunting some more, get your classes taken care of. And uh, I look forward to many, many years of being your dad and watching (laughs) you kill stuff. I look forward to many, many years of being your daughter and watching you kill stuff. Excellent. Sounds good. Thanks, honey. Love you, Dad. Love you, too. 
This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by Bear Sign. Bear Sign is a full-service black bear guide and outfitter in Ontario, Canada. Reach out to Bear Sign via their phone number, 807-826-3742. Again, give Bear Sign a call if you're interested in hunting black bear in Ontario, Canada, 807 826 3742. We'd like to thank Bear Sign for supporting Michigan Bow Hunters for multiple years. They have donated a bear hunt to MBH, which we have auctioned off and raffled off at our annual banquets. Again, that's Bear Sign 807 826 3742. And now in the studio, I have another member of the Hoffman family, another veteran turkey slayer. He's not a veteran. He's killed one turkey, but he did it really, really good. My son, 10-year-old, Hunter Hoffman. How's it going, man? Good. So I just got done talking to your sister about her uh, turkey hunt when she was 11. You you got a turkey a little bit before her, didn't you? Yes, I did. Age-wise, not time-wise. Yes. Um, however, we're going to be super upfront and we're going to tell people right now that you shot yours with a gun. Yes. But that's okay because even though this is the Michigan Bow Hunters podcast and we talk mostly about bow hunting, we're, we're focusing on youth hunting and youth turkey hunting. And of course you're a youth turkey hunter. Yes. So we're, we're going to talk about that. I'm pretty sure that you do want to eventually shoot one with a bow, right? Yeah. Would that be super cool? Yes. All right. So with your turkey hunt, what was kind of neat about your turkey hunt is it was it the exact same place as Summers. Yeah. It was the same piece of property, right? Yeah. And so that piece of property, obviously, different year, yeah. right? You got yours last year and um, different year, obviously, but super, super... Uh, Exciting. I was so pumped when you shot yours. You, though, have a story similar to your sister's in that uh, your first shot at a turkey. I missed. Didn't exactly go as planned, did it? Um, yeah, so I missed. And then I'm pretty sure it was the same turkey next time I shot it. You think so? You also cried when I shot it. Okay, we'll get. You don't have to like make fun of me about it, but no, it's super memorable. But we'll get to that point. Okay. Let's let's not get too far forward, right? Okay. So we're in the blind. The first one, your first one, and your your first bird, and the bird you ended up killing was the same year. Yes. Yep. You gotta stand the mic. Yes. Was the same year, and uh, but different days. Mm-hmm. Different days, and I do think it was the same bird. Same. So when you shot the, at him the first time, it was a morning hunt. And what do you remember else? Hap- what else do you remember happening? I gave him a haircut. Yeah, you did. You 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 took some feathers off of him for sure. So you definitely hit him. But what I think happens is, you know, when you shoot a shotgun, the bullets come. The the bullets bull- spread. The spread right spreads out. I should say pellets, not bullets. The pellets spread out, and I think you just hit him low. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember how much blood we found? Uh, none. Yeah. Maybe like one or two drops. Yeah. And they were tiny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, not 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 very much at all. So we did try to track him a little bit, and we didn't have any luck. Now, here's a challenge. Do you remember when we were tracking that bird? Do you remember what we did find? Airsoft guns? Well, yeah. I mean, those are out there in the woods because the, the person that owns that property... Um, has kids that has kids that play airsoft. We're not going to say their name because we don't want people to know exactly where the property is. I don't even know the name. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but uh, do you remember what else we found in the woods that was like outdoor related and kind of cool? Oh, the hut thing that like the teepee. No. No, I don't. I don't remember. Remember that. we found the deer skull. Oh right, the deer skull. It was a it was a spike buck. Yeah, it was cool. That was cool to find, and we just found the skull with the antlers on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was kind of neat to see, huh? Yeah, that was cool. Nah, I, we don't know how that spike buck got killed. We might have yeah. been hit by a car or something like that, but uh, or maybe coyotes or something like that. But yeah, we just found the, the one shed skull, so that was kind of neat. So 
the second hunt when you actually got your bird, do you remember hearing him gobble before the sun came up? Yeah. What was your favorite thing about that? Um, I think he gobbled a lot. <laughs> he, he was gobbling quite a bit for he, a bird that got shot at the day before, huh? It, it was like he was like singing at a ki- turkey karaoke party. <laughs> singing at a turkey karaoke party. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's do this. Let's challenge this. If if he was singing at a turkey karaoke uh, party, what song was he singing? What does the turkey say? (laughs) I was saying maybe it was, hit me with your best shot. Oh, it could be that. It could. What does the turkey say? Gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) So uh, did did you call this turkey in? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, and what was your favorite turkey call to use? Uh, the pusher one. The push button one, I know. <laughs> Folks, it's the, the easiest. It is, and it sounds good, right? Yeah, it sounds so good. It's- and what's cool about that, that's made by Greg Abbas, I believe, and it's A-Way Outdoors, and he's a Michigan guy. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's the simplest turkey call to use, and it sounds so good. All right, so that turkey hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what happened? Well, I mean, when he flew down out of the tree, what happened? Um, <clears throat> he walked about five feet away from our blind. He was super close, wasn't he? Yeah. And and then to, to walk me through the story. So I brought my. Are we doing the earphone thing? Are we talking about the earphone thing. The earphone things. Or like you forced me to shoot it without the earphones. Okay, so we can we'll talk about that. Okay, remember you gotta keep talking in the mic. Okay. So you had had like ear protection. Yes, because my ears are very sensitive. You do have very sensitive ears, and we he hit the ground and like got next to our blind so quick. Yeah. We didn't really have time to put the earphones on, did we? No. And you were kind of a little freaking out. Oh. Dad, it was like my first time like hearing a gun up close. I, I know. Well, not the first time hearing it up close, but it, you were you were worried about, you know. Blowing my eardrums out. Blowing your eardrums out, which is when you're shooting a gun, it's not going to blow your eardrums out, dude. It's when you're next to a gun that it's really super loud or if you shoot it a lot over years and years and years without hearing protection. Yeah. Just, just, just so you know. <clears throat> so we kind of said, oh, forget the ears. We got to kill this bird. Right. Yeah. And you, at that time, were hunting with a 20 gauge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have a red dot scope on it. I actually prefer the blue one better. Right. So on this particular red dot scope, I shouldn't say red dot scope. That's a brand. It's a true glow. But you can change the color of the reticle. And the size. And the size of the reticle. And the shape, too. And the shape, yeah. Yeah. So we had found that you like the green or the blue? The blue. He likes the blue, which is perfectly fine. I like the blue and the red. The green was too bright. Was it? Okay. So you put the blue dot on his head? Yeah. And then... I think it was uh, just a dot. I don't think we had any circles or squares around it. Okay. Which are all the different options of that yeah. particular site. So this is a Mossberg 520 gauge youth edition. Youth edition. So it's yes. nice and light. has a big recoil pad on the stock. You put that sight on his head. And what happened? He died. You pulled the trigger and shot him in the noggin. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And he flopped around. We went out there and we celebrated. Now, Summer kind of made fun of me a little bit with how I sounded when she got hers with her bow. How did I sound when you shot yours with your gun? Good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, a, I was a, a little excited. A little. A little, a, a little <laughs> emotional. A little. Well, I was very proud of you, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to your your summer. I talked to your sister earlier about this. There's not a lot of dads that can say that their kids put food on the table. Yeah. And you, we love eating wild turkey, don't we? Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite way to eat wild turkey? Uh, with yum yum sauce. With yum yum. So turkey nuggets with yum yum sauce. Yes. You did like those. Yeah. I also like bluegill. You all, well, of course, everyone likes bluegill. When you catch a lot of bluegills, yeah. So we'll we'll talk. This is a turkey episode. I know. We're I not know, talking about fishing. <laughs> we'll get too far into that. Forget. <laughs> I know. I know. But um, so going forward, when it comes to the great outdoors, you are a bow uh, shooter. You yes. Lo- you love archery. You I love, love archery. And um, 
what uh what do you love about archery um i just think there's there's not that many people that just do it there's not that many people that do it so you can do it and it's cool because not that many people have that talent yeah it's it's a talent it's definitely a skill it's not always super easy is it no because the bow can be really heavy and you don't know how to fix it and we know how to fix it luckily but some people don't so it's always really heavy for them and so when you shoot archery do you prefer shooting like long bows and recurves or do you like the compound so depends what type of target you're shooting actually okay talk to talk to me about that if you're shooting just like off the bat onto a target I like shooting the longbow, but if you're shooting on like a 3D target, I prefer the compound. Okay. And tell me why. Because on the longbow, um, you can just, it's easier to hold and stretch, but when you're actually doing like, like competitive stuff with your compound, it's easier to aim. Okay. So when you're, when you're keeping score. It's more accurate. Yes. When, when you're, you're keeping store, score, I prefer a compound. Okay. Awesome. Actually, dep- yeah, but te- depends what se- scenario in and depends what the climate is. Yeah, see, you're kind of like me. I like all the bows, and I want to shoot them all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter which kind. If we're shooting bows, we're having fun, right? Yeah. All right. So what are you looking forward to this turkey season as we're about a week away from it beginning? Um, I'm excited for, I'm excited to get my second turkey and get more feathers in my room. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Do you remember how big your turkey's beard was? Uh, I think it was like, it was really big. 11.3 inches, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was just over 11 inches. It was huge. It's a big beard. It's a big turkey. Yeah, and do you remember how big his spears were? Uh, Weren't they like two inches? They were not two inches because that would be a monster. <laughs> no. no, your spears were actually shorter than Summer's, even though you had a bigger beard. Your spears were about three quarters of an inch. Mm-hmm. So so generally, spur length is in correlation to how old the bird is. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing Summer's bird was actually a little bit older than your bird. Yeah. Um. So I would think Summer's bird was probably three or four years old, and I think yours was, was definitely three. So um, maybe even two, maybe a big two-year-old. And well, I- and I did win a like a cool like glass of like cup for having the longest turkey beard. You did, and that was from who? Uh, I forgot. Lando Lakes Bowman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I'm thinking Badlands for some reason. Oh, you know what? That was it was from Badlands. Yeah, it was from Badlands. It was because uh, you shot yours with a gun. Yeah. So yours wasn't available. For the awards when it comes to um, the archery club. Yeah. So, but Badlands, uh, which is a camo company that I, I really like and I worked with. You're wearing their shirt right now. I, I wear a lot of Badlands shirts, yeah. <laughs> um, they had a youth archery, or I'm sorry, they had a youth turkey hunting thing and you won that. So, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I, yeah. lo- I love turkey hunting with you. Mm-hmm. I love deer hunting with you. Yeah. Now, after you shot your turkey... I hunted and I, cause I had a turkey tag too and you hunted with me. And do you remember the, what happened when we were out hunting for my turkey? We never got one. We never got one together. I did end up getting one that year, but would you remember all the deer coming in? Yeah. We had so much deer. <laughs> I know. Like, we were like covered up in deer. You want to shoot it so bad. <laughs> It was crazy. I we were in this, in this ground blind in this um the spot between the swamp and the Christmas tree farm, and like those deer were like, I don't know, they were like ten yards, really, really super. They were cool. trying to like eat our decoys. Yeah, and remember you could see the eyelashes. Yeah, on the deer, we were that close. You could see their big long eyelashes, and they're really pretty. And so it's moments like that in the outdoors that really make the getting up early. And all that worth it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind getting up early because on weekends I get up early and watch TV till you guys wake up and tell me to do chores. There you go. So getting up early and going out hunting is better than getting up early and doing chores, right? Yes. Getting up early, watching TV, getting ready. That's right. That's the better part. So the neat thing about every hunt that we've talked about, your sister's hunt, your hunt, and a couple of my hunts is... We videotaped them, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. So those are actually on my personal YouTube channel, which is not 
Michigan Bow Hunters YouTube. Um, but it is called Survive the Hunt. So it's youtube.com slash survive the hunt, which is S-U-R-V-I-V-E-T-H-E-H-U-N-T. However, if you want to see the videos, all you have to do is scroll down, go to the show notes, and there's a link right there to Survive the Hunt YouTube channel. I'm not the only person on the Survive the Hunt team. There is my friend Jake and my friend Justin. And we've talked about Justin earlier. They also uh, provide content and make videos. So you can, if you want to watch some good turkey hunts, uh, my turkey hunts, Hunter's turkey hunts, and even Summer's archery turkey hunt is on there. You can head right over again to Survive the Hunt on YouTube. All right. Well, thank you for hopping into the studio and doing this with me, buddy. Thank you for letting me do it I'm, with you. I'm really looking forward to turkey hunting with you again this year. Yep, so am I. All right. We got about, well, today's Monday the 17th. We got like five or six days until we can go turkey hunting. I want to try and do it with Bo this year. That sounds good to me. All right. Love you, buddy. Love you too, Dad. This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by Brooks Archery. You can find out more info about Brooks Archery at brooksarchery.com. Of course, we all are all familiar with Brooks Archery as they've been serving the Kalamazoo area for over 50 years. They believe that archery is more than a business, it's a lifestyle. And they're constantly looking for equipment that will give their customers the best quality and value. Brooks Archery offers the leading industry bows, accessories, and hunting equipment to help you be more successful. Check out brooksarchery.com. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's podcast. This is traditionally the Affiliate Club Corner. Now, I don't have an affiliate club in general to talk about. However, I want to go ahead and get some dates out there for those of you that may be interested in visiting some of our affiliate clubs. Uh, this podcast is released, which if you're listening to this today and release day, is Monday, April 24th of 2023. And coming up, Oakland County Sportsman's Club and the Detroit Sportsman's Congress and Lapeer Sportsman's Club all have events on April 29th or 30th. So you got a whole week uh, way to get prepared. You can shoot at Oakland County, which is in Clarkston. You can shoot Detroit Sportsman's Congress or Lapeer Sportsman's Club. These are 3D shoots. The neat thing about the Oakland County one, though, that's a flashlight shoot. So that takes place at 8 p.m. to dark. Really cool, fun to do that. Get those glowing knocks. Uh, May 4th is you uh 4th and 5th you have the Lando Lakes Bowman my home club uh 6th and 7th uh Detroit Sportsman's Congress and Flint Bowman May 7th Western Wayne Conservation the May 6th and 7th and May 7th also you can head on out to Tuscola County Archers or the Chelsea Rod and Gun Club May 13th and 14th Detroit Sportsman's Congress again and Tuscola County Archers. Now, here's the big one. May 20th and 21st, the MBH 3D Archery Challenge will be out at Pine River Recreation Club. This is the first event in the MBH Triple Crown. A couple episodes ago, we talked with both Gary Summers and Bob Jones about what the Triple Crown is. This is the first event. This is a great shoot there at the Pine River Recreation Club, which I believe is in Ashley and the neat thing about this is that this shoot is free for all MBH members. So you can come out, you can become a, me a member of MBH and shoot for free. Or if you already are a member, just show up and shoot. It's a great time. That same weekend, which is the May 20th and 21st, you could head out to Land Lakes Bowman, Detroit Sportsman's Congress again, Thorny Acres Sportsman's Club has an event and so does Royal Oak Archers, Mudjow Bowman. This is a popular weekend. The Wajiat Conservation Club, Tomahawk Archers, and I think that's it for that weekend. And then rounding out the month of May on the 27th and 28th, again, Detroit Sportsman's Congress and Lapeer County Sportsman's Club. Now, I understand I just gave you a lot. I understand that that's a lot. I read through them kind of fast, and I did that on purpose. 
The reason I read through them fast, that's just the month of May. The reason I did that so fast is because I want you to go to the Michigan Bowhunters website, to the Affiliate Club's corner page, and look and see the schedule. Every weekend somewhere in the state, we have an affiliate club that's hosting an archery shoot. Yeah, we don't expect you to shoot them all, but it's important that we get out and visit these clubs. Plus, it's so much fun to get out and shoot some 3D. So scroll down on the show notes of the episode that you're listening to and right there there's going to be a link to the affiliate club page and all these schedules that I just quickly read off are on that page so you can find the one that's closest to you or you can travel a little bit and you can have a lot of fun flinging arrows at one of our affiliate clubs but don't forget the 20th and the 21st for the Michigan Bowhunters 3D Archery Challenge. It's a lot of fun, and it's free for MBH members. I want to thank you for listening to this story. I hope you enjoyed my basically story about my family. In Finding Love in a Pile of Carp Slime, I talked about my relationship with my life, my wife, I should say. <laughs> she is my life, but also my wife. And then in the turkey hunting stories, we featured two stories one from each of my children. How cool. I guess uh, I guess this episode is a look inside the Hoffman family. But no fear. They're not all going to be like this. Uh, I'm very excited to say that our next episode that's going to come out is going to have Michigan Bowhunters brand new vice president, Lance DeVote. DeVote. Gosh dang it, I never say it right. <laughs> DeVote. Lance DeVote. And that might even be wrong. But anyway, we'll laugh about that when I mess it up next week, probably. But uh, Lance DeVote, who is the used to be the affiliate club coordinator and is now, um, because we just had the elections and all that, is the new vice president of Michigan Bowhunters. And I'm proud to say he's a very good friend of mine. So it'll be neat to have him in here to talk about that. So look forward to that and the many other guests that we have coming up again. If you want to be a guest on this show or you know someone that should be, reach out. My email, you guessed it. Find it down in the in the show notes, but it's mbhwebguy at gmail.com. But again, it's down there in the show notes. Thank you. Good luck turkey hunting. Uh, turkey season just opened a couple days ago as you're listening to this, so I really hope that you guys all were successful in your hunts, and I look forward to hearing those successful stories and the stories of camaraderie, and hopefully, you know, my kids and me all get a few more stories to tell. Get out, do some turkey hunting. Get out, shoot some carp, have fun. Life is better with a bow in your hand. Get outdoors. It's a wild place to be. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Michigan Bowhunters podcast. Please make sure to visit our website at www.michiganbowhunters.com to learn about becoming a member of the Michigan Bowhunters Association. Bowhunters.